0: It smells like money.
1: Mmmmmmmmmmmmm
0: money. Moolah.
1: I like me some money.
0: The greenbacks. Money is so cool. Where's the Benjamins? Yeah. Where's my money?
1: I like the kind that folds. like mm-hmm. the kind that sounds
0: jingly. Like <laughs> uh huh. What? Oh my gosh! We just totally <laughs> blew, blew the speakers. We just blew everyone's speakers. I think people car. pretty much get the idea of what we're doing. Oh, welcome everybody! That was so loud! Thank you so much for joining us on Thoughts That Rock. You know what we do here? We exchange a couple pieces of life-changing advice, and we squeeze it into about thirty minutes or so.
1: Yeah, we're excited about today's show. Yeah. Mean, specifically this episode yep. is sponsored by Dunkin' Donuts. Oh. you know it's America's favorite coffee stop. You know, there's something fresh always brewing at Dunkin'. I Run, love that brand. This country
0: runs on Dunkin'. Yeah, it does. I grew up giving directions solely. By the location of Duncans. In the Northeast. In Manchester. That's so what we say. Look, what you want to do, you want to go down to Dunk's, right? You want to take a right? And when you get down there, you're going to make about a mile, mile and a half. You make a left at Dunk's, And when you get down, and that's literally we that's just the way you got around. Left and right. Left and right. The whole time. Love Look, it. Obviously, this podcast is a great way to get some free weekly leadership nuggets. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking for something more, a little customized experience. Aren't we all? you would love Certified Rockstar. This is our edutaining culture and leadership training program that Jim and I put on. It is uh, either half day, full day, multi-day mastermind. Now Now, the interactive virtual, virtual, virtual version, 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 version. So check it out at CertifiedRockstar.com. Com. Yeah, And always, if you like the
1: show, and we hope that you do, do us a favor. Just jump down there at the very bottom of whatever platform you're listening to this thing and yep. give us a five-star rating and a review. Believe it or not, that helps us to grow the show so that we can make a little bit more money for one of our favorite philanthropic partners. That's Who is that brand?
0: right. Thoughts That Rock helps support Cannonball Kids Cancer mm-hmm. and their fight for finding treatment options for kids who've been told they've run out of options. If they can't find one, they will fund one. They are amazing. Please check them out at CannonballKidsCancer.org.
1: Totally love those guys. Listen... We know how busy you are. You have a lot of things coming at you Done. and just finding a little bit of time to step away and, and get what we call these these nuggets, these mm-hmm. leadership nuggets of advice. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we love being a part of that. We yep. just want to amp up your life, which is why it doesn't really matter what you're doing nope. right now. You're That's probably it. listening to the show, but you could also be working in a food bank. Yeah. Cha-ching. Maybe you're harvesting pole beans on a tractor.
0: Hey, Game morning beans.
1: Or maybe you're driving the road to Hana.
0: Uh, uh. doesn't really
1: matter to us. We just want to be the 30, maybe 35 minutes that you've been looking forward to all week. Let's do it. (laughs) Our guest today is Brock Blake, who is the founder and CEO of Lendio, which unless you've been living under a rock, you probably know is the largest online marketplace of business loans in the U.S., And uh, really is facilitating something like over 10 billion, not million brand, but billion in loan approvals for small businesses. First off, Brock, welcome to Thoughts That Rock.
2: Hey, thanks, fellas. Appreciate you having me on today.
0: Yeah, we're excited about He's got to be one of the most tired people <laughs> in the world. In the world. <laughs> Not <laughs> just right in the U.S. Now. You know he is. He's no, got-
2: no question. PPP, <laughs> uh, these PPP loans have taken, I, I think, 10 years off my life. I believe oh, it. I'm sure. I sure believe it. You
1: probably never even saw this coming when you got into this business. Oh, my gosh. uh Full transparency here, Brian, too. We. um I got connected to Brock through a mutual friend of ours, RJ Muta, who's actually mm-hmm. a high school buddy of mine. And, uh, you know, we, we really want to put a spotlight on a lot of the stuff that Brock is doing and Brock, we're going to have, by the way, your entire bio posted in the show notes, but just for our audience, I thought we'd, we'd pull out a couple things. I thought were pretty cool. First off. And additionally to doing what he does, he's now a national keynote speaker mm-hmm. and a Forbes columnist, which is pretty cool. It is. Um, he was listed as an Inc 500 CEO And also Utah's Emerging Executive of the Year, so you know it's a little bit of props there. That's right. And one thing I noticed, and maybe we'll get to this in the show. It's up to Brock, but uh, I love this thing called Lendio Gives, which is an employee contribution and employer matching program. And Mm. really, it's about where you know for every new loan facilitated on Lendio's marketplace platform, that program then provides a micro loan to a low-income entrepreneur around the world. So just really extending his, his impact and influence for people that maybe just need a little bit of a leg up. Love that type of stuff. So we're, we're so appreciative of you being here, Brock, and, and listen, just because uh, you listen to other podcasts, we do things maybe a little bit different. We're not doing the, the huge background interview. We're going to go right for the meat and potatoes of great leadership yeah. advice. So we're going to turn it over to you. What is your thought that rocks?
2: The Lord, number one. yeah so i think one thing that's just stuck with me in my my whole life i have uh this this saying that came from my grandfather it's remember who you are and there's a bunch more where i can dive into that but that's something that's guided me as a leader as a person as a friend for a long time
0: well i would imagine too it, it... <laughs> in the throes of, of the tornado that you find yourself in right now, there's probably nothing more important than to remember who you are and why you started this. Can you give us a little bit of that context from, from your grandfather?
2: Yeah. So my grandpa's a a hero of mine. He, he he grew up, you know, as poor as poor he could possibly be. Um, and ended up, being uh the mayor of his town and ended up uh acquiring a, a bunch of land and he was one that had a park named after him and a bunch of other things just because cool. so many people just looked up to him in, in their community and so he went from nothing to you know creating some some wealth but doing it the right way mm. and he would always say to us you know everywhere we go remember who you are you're a Blake. And really what that meant, um, is it's kind of two aspects and, 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 w- and the way I've carried, carried this on and my leadership is, is one, be humble. Mm-hmm. It's not about you. It's about, you know, it's how many do you, people do you, do you help along the way? Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, represent your family name and then two is be hungry. Um, you know, humble and hungry are kind of two aspects of this hungry, meaning that, you know you we we gotta we gotta work for everything we get and you know we're competitive and we like to win and we we uh we're ambitious and and but uh, nothing's given to you and, and and so you know that saying uh remember who you are i put it on the the uh acronym on my license plate just because awesome. it helps kind of create some some grounding for um the way that i i strive to to live my life um uh, both as a CEO and just as a you know a husband and father friend community member and other things.
1: I love that you say that because I thought you know you were saying in your your leadership your professional life um but yeah you you added it there at the very end. I mean you can apply this to any area right? Your your personal life as well. I don't know how that sort of has changed you or how you've used it in your personal life but certainly in the professional that makes a ton of sense especially I would guess as you move up as you take on more responsibilities you get promoted you know, I'm not going to say that people will let that get to their head. I think leaders are getting so much better today than perhaps they were 30, 40 years ago. But, you know, being both humble, but also hungry, you can apply that in your personal life, right? You sort of alluded to that. How can you do that?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think so. I, I, I've I've watched uh, successful entrepreneurs and, and people that I've known that are very close to me and, you know, that are, as soon as they get money, um, you know, they they kind of, they, th- they think it's all them. Yeah. You know, I yeah. did this. I, I'm the man, you know, uh, yeah. this is all because of me. And then, and they start, you know, de- degrading relationships. You know, they have, I've seen scenarios where it's, you know, ruined their, their, their marriage and, and, you know, relationships with their kids and, and other things like that. And for me, I teach their own, right? Everyone has their own relationship. For me, married with four kids and they're high priority for me. And, and, you know, I've seen others, um you know one in particular that uh i'm pretty close to has he sold his business for eight billion dollars and Whoa. and the guy the guy is so impressive that he just you know he's not it's i mean he's got as much money as anyone out there you know he could buy a sports team and but the way he's been true to who he is and his family and and his principles and, and the way he treats others. It's not walking around like, you know, Hey everyone, you know, I'm the big shot on campus and I made all this money. It's just, it's just this way of life. Um, so to me that, that those things, it it is, you want to be successful in your career. You want to, you know, I'm, I'm, I love that we've built a, a great business and we have, you know, 550 employees and we're growing year over year and all of that. That's, that's all great. But if it changes who I am then you know I think it will be in in vain and and you know I that's so the, that the, that we're saying remember who you are and that humble hungry is Really, kind of guided all aspects of my life.
1: I hope you stay like this, Brian. Uh, <laughs> when you
0: get as successful as you are,
2: take Brock's advice. That's please. right. That would be great.
0: Trust me. If there's a B in front of Illion anywhere near me, it's an accident. So you know, the uh, I have to say this, Brock. I, I think it's um, I think it's amazing. You know, you probably have found yourself here in the last six months that this advice really has has not just been something for you, but now it's these 550 employees that represent the brand, right? And so yeah. that same sort of mantra, be humble, be hungry, um, you are now having to deal with people who are, are facing something unprecedented, right? And so they are, uh, the emotions are on high, they're desperate, um, they're trying to figure out anything they can possibly do. And so now you go from obviously having, uh, you know, Lendio has been around and we, we, we've heard the name, we know what it is, but gosh, in the last six months, all of a sudden mm-hmm. you are a household name Spotlight. and everybody is, is coming to you, not just for answers, but for hope. And that has got to be a crazy position to find yourself in. Can you talk a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, this has been, um, the probably the most but by a factor of 10 the most challenging thing i've ever experienced in my career Um, and by a factor of 10 the most meaningful thing Mm. that we've i've ever experienced in my career i mean so you look at this and right in overnight we have this healthy economy and you know where the pandemic hits and everything gets shut down yeah you've got millions of small business owners that are looking at this business that they've saved they, their life savings and yep. their entire, every waking hour, even their sleep nights have been spent building this business. And, you know, in the, in the flash of an eye, it could, they could lose it all. Yeah. Yep. And, um, and they, they, they passed this, this PPP program that gives them, you know, an opportunity for some relief and, and, uh, and we decided, you know, we're going to go all in. We're a mission-driven organization anyway. We Our, our mission is fueling the American dream. Mm-hmm. We decided to tweak that um, as of late to saving the American dream. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, it, we had one week from the time they announced it to the time it launched to uh, build out the technology, uh, onboard 300 lenders that we were helping uh, to, per- to, to uh, process the PPP loans. We added 100 partners. We added 250 new uh, team members that we hired, all in a matter of uh, 7 to to 14 days. And and the first weekend that they opened up PPP loans, there was more demand in that weekend than we had had in probably the last – year two years combined mm, right wow. uh we saw over a couple of weekends and 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 that that demand in that weekend was more demand than the sba had seen in 14 years combined. Wow. and so every lender in the nation is has never done a ppp loan wow. and, you know borrow, borrowers do not apply for a ppp loan you know how do you process the ppp loan and and, and the sba is trying you know the technology crashes and
1: and the rules change so, every I mean, week, and the rules are changing
2: every day. And and for me personally, you know, we had hundreds of thousands of business owners coming to us, but that included every person that you've ever met in your entire life that ever has run a business. So you're yeah. talking neighbors, yeah, friends, community members, people from high school, elementary school, you know, uh, college, from sports teams, from. Church congregations, yeah. for uh, you know, yep. friends of cousins, and and so you know every day, and they're looking at their business like desperate. Their money's mm. running out. The money's running out. I need this loan. Yeah, yep. and uh, um, and so this the amount of weight that we had on our shoulders. You know, I had my I had my, my brothers that you know were using us to get a loan, and, and, and didn't make it the first round of PPP. Like ran out of money before I could even get my brothers wow. the loan that they needed, and so much weight um and uh you know we flew pretty close to the sun uh, there were times where we had challenges that uh with 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 lenders and and customers and other things as you bound to have when when all of that you're trying to process something of that, that scale and magnitude um but what? anyways it, it the body of work you know when all is said and done and i'm trying to shorten this story is that we helped a hundred thousand business owners, uh, get $8 billion of PPP. Loans. That's amazing. And the impact we had, it, just the, the amount of thank yous of emails and videos and personal thank yous and testimonials. It's just been so rewarding. Um, mm-hmm. uh, been incredible
1: well we talked before we got on the line with you uh if it wasn't for the ppp loan because brant and i are in a position that as full-time speakers when there's no events like we haven't done anything in person for almost six months that's our entire livelihood if it wasn't for the loan i'm not sure we would have made it because Mm -hmm. now where we were maybe sitting pretty seven months ago, yeah. you're now pulling from life savings. So, you know, we're probably a little bit luckier than most. Um, we're not as desperate, but let me tell you, if if it wasn't for the government making that decision and it had to be done, it absolutely had to be done. But oh my gosh, we think about the amount of pressure that you are having to deal with all the time. I mean, it's cause it like you said, it's every human that you probably know are seeking help right now that that's never really happened before. <laughs>
2: yeah and, and and stories like yours just make me so happy you know because um you know this is this is a very unique uh economic cycle this isn't this isn't like a a, a typical recession sure. this is a pan, pandemic driven government sanctioned you know you cannot meet you can't go to events you right. can't visit restaurants and so these small business owners like you, they're just, um, you know, they deserve to exist. Uh, You know, we need to help them out. I'm glad. And it has, has not gone, there's been all kinds of bumps along the way that have been very painful for everyone. But at the end of the day, the majority of, of small business owners, the overwhelming majority of small business owners that actually needed the money, got the capital, made it through it. Um, and then look now now it's continuing on. It looks like there's going to be a, another round, and and we'll uh, fingers crossed we'll see if again. we can, yeah see if we can help him again.
1: I'll tell you, I was I was uh, I, I can't speak for Brant here, but uh, I would pride myself on being recession proof. You know, I'd been around enough that I could see where things were happening. I planned, and sort of like a squirrel, I'd packed away a couple nuts here. I've got different revenue <laughs> streams. I was not ready for being pandemic proof. I can tell you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I just wasn't. And now boy, we really have to think differently about it. But again, the work you're doing is just it's amazing. It's really amazing. I um I'll say this too. I have um I have three daughters and uh you know, I read all the early childhood development stuff back in the day. All the books, the baby Einstein videos and you know, I soaked everything up I could find. Every program that was taught because I knew That everything is learned behavior. And we've talked about this on the show before, but I think when you instill the right values and discipline and decision making early on, you make better choices in life. And so when I'm looking back at, at your thought about remembering who you are, you know, if you've been taught to make your bed or eat your vegetables or be humble, like you said, or get outside or socialize with others, whatever it is, that's probably the way you're going to be. If you weren't taught to, I don't know, not litter or, or not discriminate against other people, there's going to be some issues at some point. And, and I really do, I guess my question for you would be, let, let's say that you come across somebody in your personal or professional life, you know, knowing that this is learned behavior, they're hopefully getting it from their parents or school or the playground or wherever, but you come across some sketchy behavior or they don't mash, match up, let's say, to uh, Lindio's mission. How do you handle that?
2: Well, that's a great question. I mean, you know, from our perspective, we at Lendio, we, we, the way we apply this is, is we have one of our core values is humble hungry mm-hmm. so first is you know, we're mission driven, fuel American dream. And then second, we're humble hungry, meaning we, we recruit hire and fire to that. We want people, we want you to be as diverse as possible, but we want you to have the attributes of humble hungry. Um, and then, but then, you know, I think, we take, um, we take an approach that, you know, I can't, all I can do is lead and, 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 and do my best to influence and invite mm-hmm. people to follow, right? I can't do my, I can't force anyone to do anything. And so, you know, we try and take principle-based approach with, with the culture we have, uh, around, you know, around diversity and inclusion, around, you know, taking care of our customers, around handling, you know, sometimes very unreasonable and challenging customers. Um, and trying to, you know, trying to, to do our best to, to, um, uh, you know, kind of have high integrity and should, it sounds, it sounds like we're, I don't want to come across as self-righteous. That, that's <laughs> not my point. It's just to, yeah. to be a good citizen, right. And, yeah. and, and to lead as much as you can in mm-hmm. where you have influence.
0: Yeah. I think it actually, it, it leads to our thought that we wanted to share with you actually perfectly is our thought this week comes from, uh, Benny Bellamasina. Yeah, I do. It's such a good name, man. Jeez. <laughs> uh, and, and the thought is this. Rock? Number two. If you find yourself cutting corners, go in a circle instead. <laughs> and when I first <laughs> saw that, that, you know, what I thought was to your, uh, sort of back to your thought, Brock, is this idea of when you start cutting corners, um, you're better off to circle back and start again <laughs> and remember who you are and mm-hmm. and make these decisions uh, in a way that that is the way that you want things to happen. And, you know, I, I think that during this time where there's incredible amount of pressure to, uh, you know, do whatever you can to save the business that I think the downside of it is there's a lot of corners being cut, um, everywhere you look. And, and unfortunately that can lead to some really, really devastating results. And I think that everybody should remember who they are, why they started it, what was their goal, what was that mission, and go back to that and let that drive the behavior, let that drive the things that truly matter. Because if you start cutting corners... Um, which I understand why, right? Everybody wants to try to figure out how, and they're willing to do it. If you've had a business, I mean, think of some of these people. I'm sure you've, you have met them, Brock, that, that they've had this business for 50 years. It's been in their family. Their great, great grandfather started this. And all of a sudden they are one, you know, non loan getting day away from Mm -hmm. shutting the doors forever. Um, the, the sort of opportunity to cut corners becomes, um, something that they, that they look at out of desperation. How have you, um, helped those types of, of owners? I mean, what, what's the advice that you give them when they just are trying to do whatever they possibly can to save their business?
2: Well, I mean, as you were talking, you know, I started thinking about, you know, my career as an entrepreneur and, and, you know, you need to be able to be scrappy. You need to be able to, you need to be able to go over and around and through and solve problems. You could get creative and especially in times like now. Um, But one thing that has helped me, you know, I first started my career. You, you, you think, Oh, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. And you see these articles where they build and sell their business and, and you drive, drive off in the, in the sunset in a Lamborghini, you know, (laughs) I mean, it's just like, and you know, early on, I, I, I just thought that was what I wanted and and what I realized is what I, I was doing was I was making I was making short-term um I was making decisions that benefited the short-term but that really didn't think about actually building a long-term business yeah it was like just like okay this will get me through today and or or then it wasn't the right decision um right. it wasn't the right decision for the business it wasn't the right decision for the customer it wasn't the right decision for whatever for It was it was short term. It might have looked good, right? And um, you know, I had a change of heart uh, about two to three years into it, as I maybe matured a little bit. Who knows? But um, and now my approach is: I want to build a hundred year business. I want to build something that is solves a major problem that isn't a flash in the pan. That is, you know, uh, durable over over the long run. And once I started thinking about the things that way. Uh, you know, maybe in the this the sh- you started getting out of these day to day short term cutting <laughs> corners to to make ends meet and you start thinking, of OK, let me take a step back. How do I build a good foundation? How do I do it the right way? So I have repeat customers. So I have, you know, the right brand. So, you know, all these things. And so, you know, that's that's something that I've learned along the way um, is. You know, build something that's a hundred-year business. It will really change your decision process and the decisions you're making on a day-to-day.
1: Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I was listening to uh, I think a radio broadcast a couple months ago, and Mark Cuban, the you know the the owner of the Mavericks and a and a shark, um, basically said the way that you treat your employees and your clients today is going to define you decades from now. And it it sort of reminded me exactly what you're saying and kind of going back to grandpa Blake, right? You're saying I I can make these short-term decisions for some type of a gain, whether it's financial or otherwise, but long-term it's going to come back to bite you. And you might be in the, you know, the legacy building stage of your life, but just in general, you want to impact and influence people for the better. And I think, you know, again, the work that you're doing, we can't, you, know, you can't prompt you up enough for the work that you're doing because somebody's got to do it. But the way that you do it is actually going to matter, not just having the transition and providing it. I'm sure some people, they just want the loan. They just want the money. But other people, they're going to, they're going to remember both internally and externally the way you treated them. And so I think that's kind of also what you're saying is, you know, not just remembering yeah. who you are. It, as part of that, let's make sure we don't cut corners. Let's think about this long term for the, the bigger picture.
2: Yeah. And you think you get the short term benefit, you might have closed the deal, you know, or you got some proper revenue or other things like that. But if the customer on the other end or someone, you know, the the team member, your employee, you know, they're going to remember how they felt and they're going to be talking. They're going to say, yeah, we got this deal closed, but this is what it means, you know, and and then and then at some point that stuff catches up to you. Yeah. Yeah. and uh so and listen we have a long ways to go at Lendio. we have a you know a lot of area where we can improve and change and be better and we got to fix problems and things like that um just like anyone else but that goal is let's let's try and do it the right way where we build you know white glove customer experience so yeah. that customer is going to come back to us four five ten times yeah. um to get a loan over their life of their their business
0: now, I, I look at this and go, you know, obviously, this is great advice, no matter what uh, you're sort of uh, trying to accomplish. But as the stakes get higher, um, I think it's even more important, right? And so now all of a sudden, the stakes are as high as they can be. How What do you do to train your, your people to understand what's at stake? I mean, it's one thing to know that we're in this crisis, but it's another thing for them to be able to show empathy, but but constructive empathy that isn't going to make them want to cut a corner to try to make sure that they can help somebody that maybe for whatever reason doesn't qualify for that particular loan or what might happen. What do you say to them to sort of keep them um, level-headed because if you're, I mean, if you're any human, you want to help, right? And somebody calls and they've got their, this incredible, awful story that they're trying to save. How do you keep your people focused on what matters most?
2: Yeah. You know, I think that really it's for me, it was harder early on than it is now. Yeah. Um, and the reason why is because once you've early on, you're trying to establish a culture and you you know, you're kind of hiring. Kind of whoever you can get, yeah, right? Yeah, uh, and and so everyone has a little bit different values, but the more you we've grown, um, and we have team like my my C team, my executive team, my leadership across the organization, like it is infused into the culture. That's awesome. Everyone bleeds it and drinks it, and you know it is it is something that they believe to the core. And so as you as that starts to happen and now it's just a way of life, mm. it becomes easier. This is how we do things here. This is our approach, you know, mm-hmm. and and here are training opportunities. And and we, you know, we do all the things around compliance. We record every call and we, we monitor and listen to things and what do we provide. But they're just coaching opportunities. Sure. Is, hey, let's use this as an example to improve this or change that. Uh, so now it's it's uh, it's not something that I have to. Really, kind of hit on every day because now it's so infused across all of our leaders and and our and, and people know now people yeah. start to know you yeah that way yeah uh, and now we're attracting people that believe in that same thing yeah oh, the shared God, values yeah. so it just kind of perpetuates itself a little. Bit.
0: So, have you been hit by by virtual? Have have sort of people been forced to work? Can they work virtually for your organization?
2: Yeah, we're all work from home right now. Uh-huh. Um, you know, we hired those 250 people, all never met them face to face. You know, all, all of them virtual, work from home. Wow. uh Got them all workstations, everything else. Uh, so. Uh-
1: I mean, there's something to be said about being in an office, but we know a lot of organizations that are actually now thinking about subleasing their buildings they are like, you know what, it's working from home, Uh, you know, maybe not 100%, but it's working so well, I really do believe this is going to change a lot of business models as to you know, being
0: effective and still being able to work both Especially in person. high industry. rent districts. Right. I'm like, if you're paying yeah. an, an enormous amount of money to have that, that location, maybe you can get by with a fourth of what you really have and let everybody continue to and move to Utah. <laughs> That's the truth. right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Uh, you know, I was thinking
1: yeah. there, there's an analogy Brock that I use, um, uh, from the stage and I talk about, um, you know your very first job you know you think about whatever our jobs were the very first time we we probably you know took a shower we smelled good you know our uniform was perfect we arrived early we we probably listened to every single word the manager or the trainer said or whatever they were we were hungry for knowledge right we weren't looking to cut corners we weren't looking for ways to do it the way we wanted to do it we were sort of following along the whatever the mission was that they put in front of us and then you know you fast forward two or three years. And again, just as an analogy, I think people then start to go, okay, I'm a little bit disheveled. I don't even own an iron anymore. I'm a little bit late, five minutes. Yeah, I complain about the schedule, but what's the difference? It's not that big of a deal. But it is. When you start cutting corners for that short-term gain, you start losing who you are. It goes right back to your point again. I think that you know the brand's values and the mission, as you said, put there for a reason because if you start to cut anything it's the it's the broken window analogy it becomes a slippery slope. So I guess my question might be as a way to combine these two thoughts what's the, what's the equivalent you think of going in a circle you know to sort of reset yourself? How, how can you go back to remember who you are again wh- whether you're climbing up on the leadership ladder or not?
2: Well, I think that, uh, having, a having, a uh, people around you that care enough about you and have, um, have enough, um, they're empowered enough to keep you humble. Yeah. yeah? Um, you've got that trust so in them. Yeah. That, that, they can tell you how it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes leaders, they, they want their their inside circle just to be all yes men or yes women, yeah, right? Yeah. And and just I'll say it, you do it. Um, yeah. And they think everything they do, they walk on water and all that kind of stuff. So I think having people around you that um, you know, you, you you can roll up your sleeves. You're going to get your your hands dirty, and and they can tell you, you know, you screwed up, or hey, th- this is better. You know where where you are actually progressing, and and you empower them to to treat you not on a pedestal but just another member of the team yeah Yeah. and a lot of times you know i go into meetings and i say listen i'm not i'm in this meeting as one of the participants i'm not the ceo right now Mm -hmm. Uh, you know so treat me just like anyone else my ideas you know sometimes they're good and sometimes they stink just like everyone else that's okay for you to tell me that (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: Sometimes it could be one person. I mean, I love that you brought this up and this could be a totally different episode and probably will one day. But I think about having some confidant. You've got some some person that could sort of be the angel on your shoulder. And maybe maybe if you know receiving feedback isn't your thing, or you're not as humble as you'd like to be, you could at least get one person and tell them, "Go hey, listen, we're going to be in this meeting. I really afterwards, I want you to share with me what I did wrong or how it came across or if I said something stupid or whatever it is." I wish more people had that sort of, you know, I, I, what's the word? The conciliatory, you know, it's the, the godfather. You got somebody that's oh, kind of yeah, helping yeah. you out. Conce- even if you had yeah, one conciliatory, yeah, I don't so, know, we're, like that. We're going to put it in the show notes, yes. whatever the, the, the definition could you spell is. spell it anyways. Yeah. But if you could get your entire team to do that, oh my gosh, get out of the way. Now you're producing Herculean results.
2: Yeah. And I just think that you just got to put your ego aside because sometimes that's painful stuff. Right. Yeah. But I think sometimes as leaders, we think, oh, yeah, I can give the feedback to anyone else, but no one can get feedback to me. Uh, and and that's that's where, you know, say, no, no, no. I, I need to grow just like anyone else.
0: Yeah. yeah. So listen, we can't thank you enough, Brock. what what um, where can people stay connected to you? I mean obviously lendio is bursting at the seams right now. where Where can they find out more about you and, and your organization?
2: Yeah, so lendio.com you know business owners that need a loan. it's free service for them. We'd love to see if we can help them out and see what loan options they might have available um, to reach out to to me. I'm on Twitter. Um, the Twitter handle just Brock Blake. I'm um, happy to connect any anyone there, and and uh, I love what you guys are doing. I appreciate you guys, uh, the work you're doing from podcast standpoint, and in and, and in the community and the, the conversations you have. So I appreciate you having me on.
1: Oh, well, we're you know we've been looking to have you on the show for a while, and again, our friend uh, mutual friend RJ. I just I, I wanted I'm so thankful that he connected us for sure, and and we appreciate what you do i mean thank you for the the kind kudos on the show but honestly we just know that you're in the thick of it and even taking a half an hour and spending a little bit of time with us to share some wisdom that means a lot for us man so we're we're excited and we'll have your personal phone number in the show notes for people to call you for <laughs> for, for money
2: uh, bring it on. <laughs> exactly. yeah.
1: we can't we can't thank you enough buddy and uh we we look forward to just keeping up with you and lindio's journey man yes yeah, this, is, the this is great
2: yeah thanks guys we'll Appreciate talk to it. you soon
1: you thanks, got it brother. rock on my friend
0: okay. bye-bye hey rock stars thanks so much for tuning in if you like what you've heard please subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode yeah and if you're interested
1: in having Brandt or me or both of us speak at your event we both used to be exclusively represented by kepler speakers but now it's just me brand is on his own so to hire Brandt, good luck getting a hold of him for me or both of us contact us directly at thoughts until next time rock, rock on, on.